Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. We're back, man. Episode 249. Yes, sir. A quick disclaimer. It is Thursday night, and me and Keith are recording because Keith will be taking off uh, tomorrow uh, out of town uh, with his family um, mm-hmm. for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And I would I would tag along, but unfortunately, I'll be at work, so I won't have enough time to turn around there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we're doing this Thursday because we want you guys to have a treat, Right. And I think we're probably just, you know, figuring out whether we're going to uh, release it. You know what? No, we're going to release it at the same time on Monday. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Sometimes those uh, podcasts get lost in a shuffle when yeah. you go around the holidays. So, yeah, might as well stick to our normal, normal time. Yeah. You guys will be going, but you'll be back in transit, going to work and stuff again. Yeah. And by the time you hear this, you would have been your Christmas and stuff. You, you'll have opened all your gifts up and you'll be disappointed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Christmas is a motherfucker though, man. It's, it's crazy. I think as we get older though, the, the, the expectation of gifts is just lower and lower and lower and lower. I don't have any expectations. I have zero expectations. Yeah. If you give me a hug, that's all I need for Christmas. <laughs> like I swear to God, that's, that's all I need from anyone really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, that's the, the you, you almost just, surprised or shocked to get to get something yeah you know so but i think i think sometimes the best gifts are like those the the ones that require thought you know not necessarily the 300 400 gift but the one that's like dang you've been needing a new i don't know it could be something like a pen like you know what i mean like or pencils or something like that like dang you've been really needing new pencils you you just never got around to buying it and you know, they just come through with a bunch of mechanical pencils or something like that. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, it's the small shit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, at like for me, man, I'm gonna be with my family on Sunday out of town in Wasco, just just enjoying and having some food, catching up with family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just my heart goes out to people that don't really have family like that, or mm-hmm. to the people that's homeless and stuff like that. That shit, it fucks me up. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough for those people that you know don't really got nobody. I don't know why, but it's like this this narrative um in on my side that like you just be sitting at home during the holidays and i'd be like eddie eddie gonna be all right like so that you know they invite you places uh, yeah. like with the expectation that you're gonna be on a truck or something like that oh no i'm gonna be okay yeah, yeah i'd be like fine. yeah eddie got family because yeah, they'd be like trying to like pressure me to pressure you into doing <laughs> stuff i'm like i can ask him once but i'm not just like begging this man to come <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, because mm-hmm. your mom was like, when I, I, she had mentioned like we're gonna be out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are going to the cabin or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, we're gonna be out here. You know, we'd love for you to come. Mm-hmm. And I just told her like I couldn't make it because of you know when I would need to be back to work. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. If anything changes, just let me know, okay? Mm-hmm. But you could just tell she just kind of felt let down. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'll be uh, definitely, I'll be with my family. That'll be a quick turnaround trip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I love your mom, man. She's always, she's always been in, you know, pr- like inviting me everywhere mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. Where's that gust of cold air coming from? I don't know. Is it coming from the vents? Nah, it should be heat coming from there. It's probably, I don't know. I, I feel that shit. Yeah. I can feel it. It's like, dude, you guys turned the fucking heat off. Yeah. They probably turned it off and it's like got residual air they just blowing out. 
before it stops. It's probably uh yeah, that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Cause it was heat it was hot before. They seen so this they coming up. Just, they seen yeah. this coming up. They was like, Oh, these niggas here. Fuck this. <laughs> we ain't spending no money on them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Christmas, yeah. man. Um and I'll say this. Last year at this time, I was spending the my last Christmas with my father. Mm-hmm. Um and he had a fucking blast. We had some amazing food. Yeah. Um we watched some What'd y'all sp- eat? Uh, was, we just had like we had basically like Thanksgiving food, you know. Oh, okay. You know how black folks do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a full course of just yeah, you know in. macaroni and cheese and mm-hmm. and uh, chicken and, and mm-hmm. turkey and gravy and stuffing and all kind of stuff, mashed potatoes, macaroni, like everything. Yeah, and we had an amazing meal, and my dad had so much fun. He was so happy. Yeah, you know, beautiful. and I got to spend. I got to go through a whole experience before my dad passed, man, and I, I think that that I'll hold on to that because yeah. you know, as of the last couple of days, been cry- like been passing, I've been crying a lot more. Yeah, and it's mainly because you know you going through the holidays without your, you know, without your with your folks, man, and mm-hmm. that was my dad. So it's yeah, it's, it's different. But I don't, I'm not bringing this up to you know to bring the podcast down. I'm bringing this up because you guys. That have your aunts, your uncles, your 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 uncle, or you might have an uncle that's an alcoholic and he's kind of a dickhead. Mm-hmm. You know, just embrace him and love him, man. You know, because sure. this could be your last Christmas or Thanksgiving with some of these people. You you don't yes, know. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing. I, I remember uh, my brother and my mom where we. My mom was like sad that because um, my a lot of my cousins and my brother and my sister they all work at the same job. And they were all trying to get Christmas off, but they work at a place where they have to take care of like human beings. So yeah. it ain't just like you could close a store or something like, you know, they, they have, they're responsible for, you know, managing people. And, uh, they weren't able to all get like certain days off. Like one of my cousins has to work on Christmas and then, um, you know, my brother, he has to work on the Friday. And so it was like a whole thing. And my mom just hit, like texted me and my brother and was basically saying like, you know, he couldn't, my little brother couldn't get the day off. And, um, my older brother was kind of like, he was kind of dismissive a little bit, like, man, it ain't nothing to worry about. And I was like, nah, like, this is a big deal. Like, because mm. you don't know, you know, you, the, the 2021 was the last time mm-hmm. you spent Christmas with your father. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's my uncle, the last time, one of the last times I had seen him in person was on, you know, the Christmas before he passed that was away. Ni- that was 19, right? Mm-hmm. That's when I seen him. We yeah. all was at that, we all had a fun time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, imagine somebody had a, you know, it just, you know, you don't want to think about like crazy scenarios, but you just never know. Like you just never know when you'll see somebody for the last time. So being able to, to gather as, as a collective, you know, on these holidays is, is, is more important than work. It is. Work is just like. It, it's crazy because in 19, I hugged him up and stuff and told him I loved him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he had, you know, the incident after that. And then yeah. the, the next year when we had Christmas, we had it at your Uncle Richard's. Mm-hmm. And um, that we just all said like a prayer and everybody yeah. was more like crying. He, he hadn't passed yet, but he was still mm-hmm. on life support. Yeah. And it was just a totally different landscape. Yeah. You know what I mean, you never know what the fuck's going to go on in your family, man. Yeah, for sure. So. And and I think I think one of the the biggest things around this time is it's ironic because it's like very polarizing. Yeah. There are some people that are uh, very happy to be with their family to open up presents with their kids and and stuff like that, and then there are some people that are very sad. And you know it. You know there are people that 
had family pass away on Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, all, like all the, the most craziest scenarios. So, you know, I think at this time of year, it's definitely important to, you know, reach out to people, reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while um, and definitely talk, you know, share share how you're doing with people, you know, just yeah. um, open up to people because it, 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 I mean, my grandma's birthday is tomorrow. You know, she passed away, but her, her birthday is on the 23rd. So wow. it's definitely like, you know, those those memories get triggered by, um, you know, just different scenarios in the holidays, you know, just because you you spend the majority of your life with that person being there and then all of a sudden it's like they're taken away from you and you're you're trying to navigate the holidays without these people so yeah man it's it's, it's a different it's a totally different thing mm-hmm. yeah it's a trip man i remember your grandmother pretty good too mm-hmm. you know especially when i was in high school mm-hmm. um so i remember what year did she pass that was in it was like 11 like 11 right in there yeah i think yeah, so it was quite mm-hmm. some time ago mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah man um Merry Christmas to all that will hear this. Um, and I hope you had an amazing time with your family and friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't got much else to say yeah. about Christmas. I would say happy holidays, too, because, you know, yeah. there's, there's different people out there that don't. They might celebrate Hanukkah or, you know, different it, holidays. It might be Jehovah's Witness or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. You do knocking on people's door and shit during Christmas. We're like. <laughs> Not getting the door open. <laughs> I remember back in the day, my dad used to kind of overreact to Jehovah Witnesses. Like, right. like they would come to the door and knock, and he'd be like, "Stay away from the door. <laughs> Stay away from the door. Why do y'all keep coming to my house?" I was like, "What the fuck? Why is he so mad at these people?" <laughs> just take the pamphlet, man. I just when they give me like a little pamphlet, I just take it. That's all you got to do. Huh? Yeah, Desmond be sitting there talking to them for fucking hours. Yeah, Desmond would be like he, chopping it. But up. he's been like that though. Mm-hmm. This is not new. Desmond has been like, it's like since high school. Mm-hmm. Desmond has been like this. Talk to anybody. Yeah, but he'll yeah. talk to. It don't matter who it is, Muslim, Jehovah Witness, whatever. Mm-hmm. He'll just sit there and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And they be knowing him by name. Like, hey, Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> is Desmond here? I mean, I remember it was a couple times where the Jehovah's Witness like they would come to the door for Desmond. Yeah. And then he wouldn't be there. So the dude just start talking to me. And I'm sitting there for thirty minutes listening oh, to the whole man. conversation about They didn't held you hostage. Yeah, man. what they believe. I'm like, dang. And, and it's keep, a routine for me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Keith don't know how to tell people to fuck off. Man. Yeah, I'm not I'm not as yeah. Yeah, with me I'll be like, Hey man, I gotta go. Yeah. But my thing is I'll I'll do I'll do what the you know most black people do when they make up an excuse to get off the phone. They're like, hey man, I got the cereal in here, man. Let me hit you back. <laughs> It'd be anything. It's like, oh man, they getting oh man, it, the game about to come on or whatever yeah. it is. They make up any fucking excuse to get off the phone. Yeah, I'm about to knock this food down. I'll holler at you. They're like, hey, I gotta tie my shoes, man. Let me hit you back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest lie I ever told. Black yeah. folks be like, hey, I'm gonna hit you back. They'll never call you back. Just not call you back. I'll be like, hey man. Man, God bless you. I'll just catch you later. Yeah. Because I know you ain't calling a nigga back anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> if I do say I'm going to hit you back, it's just like, I just don't put a time frame on it because I'd be like, I'm going to talk to you eventually. I'm like, Keith is just going to like, Keith is going to be doing whatever he's going to be doing. Yeah. I just, just let Keith, leave Keith to his own devices, man. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please don't text me. <laughs> All right. Switching gears. Um, non-binary gingerbread cookies. And I know this is a hilarious uh, story, but let me go and dig in. A bakery owner defends selling non-binary gingerbread people after getting backlash when a picture 
of the treat went viral. Um, a bakery loss. A bakery boss has been forced to defend himself following backlash for selling non non-binary gingerbread people. <laughs> Social media erupted this week after people noticed that a Lakshire bakery was selling gender-neutral ginger biscuits, traditionally known as gingerbread men. Um, one user said, "Absolute madness! Won't even be able to call it gingerbread soon in case it offends gingers." <laughs> Oh dang, that's funny. <laughs> Another added, "What's what is worse, a gingerbread that doesn't have a gender, or people getting angry about gingerbread that doesn't have a gender? Who cares?" Despite the trolling, the Muse boss Paul Cook was more shocked that it had taken people so long to notice the biscuits. He said, "I thought it would be funny, and that's how it came came about. But it's taken three years for someone to make a big deal of it." We began putting labels on them before COVID, but we had been <laughs> had people coming in saying it was wrong and they were not they were not men. Um, so I had to chat with my printer about uh, it. And he said, why don't we just call them non-binary? Mm -hmm. The bakery has been selling gingerbread biscuits for 20 years, but began labeling their products when Natasha's law was laid in Parliament during 2019. OK, this is hilarious. You know what I would do if I was selling gingerbread cookies, man? I would just motherfucking, I would get a gingerbread cookie and put a big old dick on it. Ha! <laughs> that way it ain't no questions about what type of what gender that thing is. It'll be a gingerbread dick in there. <laughs> They're like, this is, a, this is a gingerbread man. Yeah. Right? And then uh, on the gingerbread woman, just put like, uh, like, put like a, like uh, the lips, like on. <laughs> just a little. Just little put a slit. hole. No, yeah. just put a hole right a there. <laughs> yeah, man. I would, that would, I would have a, what do you call it? Um, a BGD. It would have a BGD on it. <laughs> What's that? A big gingerbread dick. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is hilarious. This is what we came to as as a society is we have to label um, non-binary stuff, and it's like, man, this is a first world problem. Because in mm -hmm. other countries where they're going through real problems and real oppression, they don't have time to worry about what gingerbread got a dick or not. Mm -hmm. Like they got real shit going on. They like, yo, we getting shot at every night. Yeah, you know, we got the motherfucking, we got the goddamn uh, Taliban over there. We getting, we getting rocks thrown at us. Every yeah, night. the motherfuckers trying to stone us to death and shit, man. Yeah, yo, we got real shit going on, so we can't worry about gingerbread out here. I think what I think is 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 genius uh, business, right? Mm -hmm. Because <clears throat> one, it's kind of stirring up a conversation. Two, I think. To me, what I heard from that article, it kind of sounded more like a joke. Like it was just like it just something that kind of like kind of happened. Like it's there's not there's there's a, a ginger. It's just a cookie. There's right. no genitals on it, anyways. He just like put a label on it, and you know some some people probably felt included. What I would have done is just did the whole thing. Like I did the I would have put them all next to each other. Gingerbread, you know, gingerbread man, gingerbread woman, and then the non-binary non-binary ginger gingerbread people um 
and really caused like a, a uproar. But it's it's like it's all about inclusion. I think that I think it's a little bit of a little bit of nonsense and a little bit of like you know just being funny. And it's crazy because he said he had did that a few years ago, but it's kind of finally it, yeah, it's finally catching some steam. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think it sometimes it takes a little bit of time for it to build up. Yeah, you for know sure. the word of mouth was spreading, and then finally it made its way, made its yeah. rounds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's it's just hilarious. It's just a uh, just something to shed some light on. Mm-hmm. You know, just to you know, kind of get a little bit of humor out of in the podcast. But yeah. no, nah, man. What uh, else? What other things are non-binary things? Are they going to force on us in two thousand twenty-three? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I have no idea. But I just it just doesn't hold up because as a society, none of us really subscribe to that shit. Mm-hmm. Like none of us. Like if you if you lined up one hundred people and said like, do you think that this should be non-binary? They'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Women and men just don't. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they I was don't. I was watching this and this was very interesting to me. I was watching this thing. It's called the Hollywood Reporter, where they do a roundtable of screenwriters. You know, Hollywood is the most liberal place in the world probably Uh um and one of the questions were were to uh, actually it wasn't writers it was probably like actors and um one of the questions were or was when uh people come up to you on the street like what does he or she say to you so there was like samuel jackson and a couple other people the guy that played uh uh, Magic Johnson in the in the in that in that TV show, yeah. Um, and they're all around, and, and she asked that question. I was like, "Dang, that's interesting." Because you know, when you think of Hollywood, I, I would imagine they they would do the PC version of that. Like, you know, what do you uh, what do he, she, they, you know, just ask it in, in that way instead of asking it in the like the gender specific way. Mm. But I say that to say that it is it is a lot of people out there that is just not. They're just not with the whole like creating all these these spaces for everybody to be included. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, man. It's such a small percentage of people that think like this mm-hmm. that we I don't think we should disrespect people mm-hmm. a, at all. But if you say like firemen, like why is fireman a thing? Like mm-hmm. why like why can't it be fire people? It's like how yeah. about you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> how about that? You can burn if you want to. I'm not calling the fireman. I'm not calling a fireman. What if I wanted to call a woman? It's yeah. like, well, you gonna burn because it ain't hardly no women as firemen. <laughs> like it's some, mm-hmm. it's some in firehouses, mm-hmm. but it's mainly men that are firemen, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you don't want to call a fireman, you want to call a firewoman. That might take a couple weeks because they probably in New York or back <laughs> east somewhere. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. people. I don't know what's wrong with people, man. Like mm-hmm. we, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I said I want a male nurse, I want a male nurse now. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take them a minute. Yeah, it's not too many male nurses. <laughs> it's mainly it's predominantly females that are nurses at hospitals. Mm-hmm. Women dominate the medical like the medical um, field is dominated by women. Yeah, right. So I don't know. People just they, people got a real lopsided, fucked up way they think. I think. I think. I think we need to just accept reality sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you drive, uh, if you're on the road driving trucks, predominantly men yep. doing that type of job. Nurses is predominantly women. Yep. Um, I can't think of any other jobs right now, but that's it's. There's just like, like clerical, s- like clerical type type work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like dispatch, like office stuff. staff. And yeah. stuff. I think 
I don't know for sure, but I would imagine more female teachers, like slightly, yeah. slightly towards female um, teachers. Yeah, receptionists, just those type of those type of jobs. Mm-hmm. So, Librarians. Librarian, yeah. You say you say the word librarian, automatically women pops up. Mm, think of an old white lady. Hey, you didn't return your book on time. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't care. It, I bet you it's some people that got books from like probably high school that they ain't turned in. Uh, me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I for sure got books at the crib that I ain't. This nigga, Hamlet and stuff like this that. This nigga Keith got his football helmet from high school still. Yeah, as yeah, as, shout out to Brian Burrell. <laughs> I don't know if he listened to the podcast, but oh uh, yeah, I got our helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that them helmets was them wasn't the, the upgraded helmets. Them them was the CTE helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them the helmets that we used when we wanted to get brain injuries. <laughs> they was heavy and bulky and yeah, man. That was actually like the um, like the. The pre, I don't it, helmets nowadays is so many different versions of them, yeah. but those that were like the lighter helmets because you know uh, probably when you were in high school and when I was in like junior high, everything was so heavy. It was very cleats heavy. were heavy, everything helmets was heavy. heavy. <laughs> it's just I remember, uh, yeah, they, we sat as ugly Reebok cleats. I hated them so much, but they were like high top. Mm. With the rubber, uh, with the rubber oh, soles, oh, the molded ones, yeah, molded oh, soles. Like God. all cleats is molded now; they don't have too many screwing cleats. But back then, mm. it was just rubber. It was just heavy, and uh, they looked ugly. It was just the worst. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of like, I low key like the uh, the little screwing cleats. But the only problem is sometimes the screw it could break out. Yeah, it'll 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 like strip the. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I had I had these dope Jordan cleats that I had my freshman year, and um, I was wearing them. I had them. I was gonna wear them my sophomore year, but the the one like right by the archio foot, like right here, mm-hmm. it that one broke off. So I was like, Shh, couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, they never thought that shit through. Yeah, like you fucked up. But mm-hmm. they, I had a pair. I forgot what they were called, but they were really nice, really lightweight, mm-hmm. super lightweight. Those cleats, I would wear them now, and I had in those, high school. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. those cleats I would wear them now. But I had I had those cleats in back in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. So those is pretty. Those are pretty decent cleats. But mm-hmm. the, the fucking bottom part always broke off. Yeah, man. It's like, what's the point of this shit? I could remember like just that clacking sound, like clack 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 clack. Yeah, those, uh, with the, the the cleats with the metal tip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The the thing that's fucked up about the the those cleats though is um those tips wear down too quick. Mm-hmm. Too quick. If you mm-hmm. do anything off grass, if you walk on any hard surface, it's just melting that shit down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even the walk the walk to the field. Yeah. Because you got to walk on some cement. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that walk to the field is. Oh, yeah. You know, where you're I wonder if, like, in the NFL, do they have, like, more softer surfaces to the field? Mm, just to conserve possibly. those those cleats. Possibly. But they got, these motherfuckers got multiple pairs of cleats they mm-hmm. wear all the time. Yeah, that nigga Nick Bosa got new J's every week. Yeah, I'll be seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, man. Um, there's that. Um, enjoy your non binary cookies on Christmas. Fire. You, you even leave one for Santa um, mm. and give him a glass of milk. Hopefully, mm-hmm. by now, Santa uh, is not lactose intolerant. Mm. Uh, if he is, he's going to be taking the shit at your house. <laughs> he's going to be going back up the chimney and just leaving shit all over <laughs> the side of the wall. Non-binary cow milk, that's probably fire. What's wild is how, like, a lot of kids, they still be believing in Santa. 
Mm-hmm. If I had kids, bro, I don't think I would have them believing in Santa, bro. Yeah, DJ was just talking about that. And he was he was but his angle was like I don't necessarily like to lie to my kids, yeah. but I'm not gonna crush their dreams either. Yeah, but I don't want my kids believing that a fat white man is giving them free shit. I don't want, yeah, I don't want, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and then the thing about it too is, is now I gotta lie even worse mm-hmm. because, like, let's say let's say you're a parent, right? Let's mm-hmm. say you're a parent, but you live in an apartment mm-hmm. and you ain't got no chimney. How yeah. the fuck is Santa getting in there? Yeah. Right? Like, if you live in apartment D5, how the fuck is he getting in there? Yeah. Or how do you explain to the, the kid that got straight A's, but he also poor? You know, he lives somewhere on the east side of Bakersfield, and he lived in an apartment, and he like, man, I've been good all year. I'm going to know I'm about to get me some presents. Then on Christmas morning, it ain't nothing under the tree. Nah. But, but IOU. Nah. Well, the thing is, is if the, if, uh, if the parents got food stamps, though, they could get him his favorite snacks and be like, ho, ho, ho. Santa left you some uh some pizza rolls. Mm, I don't want no snacks for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you know, pour Capri Suns for Christmas. Shit, when you pour, you lucky you get anything. <laughs> you lucky you get any fucking thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, man, but that's mm-hmm. that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um switching gears. Um tight end Hayden Hagler. Um recently, um tight end Hayden Hagler who plays for Jackson State. Um, he dropped a pivotal pass, um, and they ended up losing the game. And here's why it's a story. Um, Jackson State is a black college, right? That was uh, The head coach was Deion Sanders. Um, and it's a, been a historically black college, but there's a lot of white students that go to these, B, uh, B, what do you call it? Um, uh, HBCUs. HBCUs, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And Hayden Hagler was a white tight end, and – he dropped a pass, and there was a lot of hate towards him after he dropped that pass. A lot of racial shit, man. And I think as a black man, it's my responsibility to point that out. Mm-hmm. See, now, if, if, if I've seen multiple black athletes make a mistake in a game, and then people was calling them niggers and, you know, threatening their family and shit like that, and I'm like, this shit is racist as a motherfucker, right? But let me be clear. The shit that's happening to Hayden Hagler right now is racist as a motherfucker. And it's coming from black people. And as a person that's supposed to be objective, you can't sit back and not say anything when you see this happening. They're threatening him. They're threatening his family. They've also stated, oh, we could have got one of our own in here. Well, we don't need no white boy dropping passes at a black college. And I'm like, yo, like this is fucking unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's also hypocritical because if you cry or complain about any form of racism and you turn around because this kid dropped the fucking pass and you're like, man, get that white boy out of here. And I was looking at comments on TikTok. I seen it right when it happened. And he said, man, this is why we got to get our own in the schools. Right. And this, and this and then a black dude popped up and he said, so would it be any better for black athlete dropped the pass he said honestly yeah <laughs> i'm like what a fucking ignorant statement to make <laughs> that's just an ignorant ass statement to make yeah this kid is receiving death threats what the fuck is wrong with these people mm-hmm. this is this is low Dion came out and he had to say hey the stuff that's going on with this kid is ignorant y'all need to stop leave it on leave him alone mm-hmm. this is my player Dion stood 10 toes down for him man and and, and you no, should he didn't he stood like Seven, eight toes down. 
Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. Because he's missing his freaking mm-hmm. toes. All right, but yeah. Um, I think it's fucked up. I think it's fucked up that a lot of the a lot of mainly black people are getting on him. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention the defense gave up forty one motherfucking points, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the reasons why they really lost that game. We could narrow it down to a drop pass, mm-hmm. but goddamn, you know, you calling you, you saying you calling the white boy all kind of you know crackers and like we don't need them in our school no more and all of this and it's like bro this is the same shit we went through for many many years in america mm-hmm. and here you know the funny thing about it it's some black people that's like i mean so what man i mean fuck that white boy man shit and they, they did it to us and it's like mm-hmm. bro yeah like this like really like this is where you that's where you taking it mm-hmm. it happened to us so why would you why would you like um replicate that? Yeah. That don't even make no sense. Over a drop pass, mm-hmm. you think it's worthy of him getting death threats? Mm-hmm. Like we've seen a lot of our great Martin Luther King getting death threats, Ma- Malcolm X getting death threats, all kind of people getting death threats, athletes getting death threats. Kyle Williams from the Niners when he dropped those two punts. Mm-hmm. Getting death threats, threatening him and his family, calling them niggers and shit. Mm-hmm. This shit is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who's doing it. And since it's black people that's doing this shit, I can't just be like, yeah, it's tough for the kid, and then just switch to the next subject. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to keep the same energy. And I'm sure that it's probably some of our black listeners is like, man, we could talk about something else. It's like, oh, so you want to talk about when black people are being fucked over, right? Let's talk about that. We can. But when the situation is happening to somebody else, don't just sit there and be quiet because you've invalidated yourself now. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have a legitimate argument to say anything because you racist just like the motherfuckers are doing it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I think that, um, one, I think we got to realize that this is just a football game. Yep. Like, this is this is not, there's no, this has no bearing on the real world. Like, this is just... College athletes playing football, he dropped a pass, and, you know, that that's pretty much it. So to put all this this pressure, this this make all this, like, significance to uh, a freaking football game, like, you, 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 don't, you, don't re- you don't realize how stupid you sound, you know. And I think another thing is, like, these, these are young people, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. Like, these are – these – People are barely, some of them not even old enough to buy alcohol. Exactly. You, you're sending these, like, you know, these death threats to these to these kids. And, um, yeah, it's, it's it, it, along with that, when you, when you are a person that, like, stands by Colin Kaepernick, you know what I mean, you're boycotting the things, or you feel like uh, Colin Kaepernick has been wronged in any sort of instance, or, you know, you kind of just you you see the injustices and the, the like the George George Floyd situations and stuff like that. Right. You you can't um you can't like um be an ally or align yourself with these these struggles or these fights and then also be in the comments talking crazy about a white man that dropped a, a football. Like yeah, that's it just fucking it, ignorant. It, it, yeah, you just you kinda lose all validity to what you're saying. 
when you start, you know, saying these disparaging things about somebody that just dropped a football. Like yeah, it happens all the time. Like a lot of black, a lot of black players on that team was missing tackles, and a lot of black players on that team was getting scored on, and all these yep. different things, dropping passes and stuff like that. But when it comes to him, you know, you're able to. It's, it's kind of like just because he's the anomaly, it's easy to kind of pick pick him out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I, I imagine that's the same thing that happened back in the day. Excuse me, when you know uh, there was like one black black player on the basketball team, mm-hmm. or, you know, one of the early you know football players. You know, if they Jackie Robinson, maybe if he mm-hmm. if he uh, if he had an error or something like mm-hmm. that, or you know he struck out, it was like, oh man, we got this nigger on our team. Exactly, but know? they yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. It happened to just the best example, Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson. Mm-hmm. They, they'd be yelling, "This is a white man's game, boy." It's a white man's game. What are you doing out here? You yeah. make, what do you think you're doing? Stupid monkey. Like yeah. he was getting that done to him. Yeah. Right? And that's why that movie 42 is probably one of the best baseball movies ever. Mm-hmm. You know, just highlighting his struggles and how he overcame that. Mm-hmm. But it's in regards to sticking to the subject, I got to read this uh read this 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 part of this article here. Um it says in a Facebook post by Pastor E Dewey Smith of the uh House of Hope in Georgia, he shared text messages from Hagler's mother detailing that she had fam- family had received threatening messages from anonymous sources. Hagler's mother explained that the situation was so bad that she and Hagler's girlfriend um, who were watching the game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium had to hide in the bathroom till the stadium was empty. She also mentioned insights uh, to the struggles their family had has faced in the past losing three sons due to depression. She says that Tiger's tight end paid prayed for that play so he could make them proud but it backfired in the in a post-game video former jackson state coach Deion sanders was seen consoling Hagler in the locker room telling him that it ain't on you that's on us we lost together do you understand i need you to fight through this adversity this is going to prepare you for life that moment is going to make you be one of the be one for the rest of your life right now that's the thing, bro. The one that stuck out to me the most, it says uh, she also mentioned their struggles their family has faced in the past, losing three sons due to depression. Mm-hmm. So when you're calling him a cracker and you are threatening his family, you don't know what's going on within that family. Yeah, They've lost three sons due to depression. Mm-hmm. And you writing this shit in the comments? Mm-hmm. He dropped the pass, man. Let him leave him the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it too is, it's never going to end because I really hope and pray that this kid has eligibility still. I believe he does. Um, and either he could stay at Jackson State or go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But, but Dion talked about the struggles he had to overcome just to be on the team. The white, the white dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hayden Hagler. So he had to, you know, he had to overcome a lot of stuff just to be on that team. Did he say like specifically? No, what? not specific. He said this. He just said that people don't know what he had to overcome just to be a part of this team, and mm-hmm. you know, for people to be doing this is really wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope and pray this kid gets the healing he needs because I'm gonna tell you right now, we're not gonna candy coat nothing on the on a trucker's mind podcast. We've seen Twitch take his life. We've seen um, all kinds of people who smile and catch footballs and basketballs and all of this. We've heard them make attempts of taking their life or actually doing it. 
So it's important to understand that this is a real possibility when you treat people like this. Mm-hmm. When you feel like the whole world is looking down on you and saying, Cracker, you dropped the football. You dropped the football. You ain't no good. It's just it's bad. Just like when you you hear uh, Kai Williams drop two punts. Stupid nigger, get out of town before mm-hmm. we run you out of town. Mm-hmm. Imagine that shit happening to you mm-hmm. and what it will do to your mental health. Yeah. I think, I don't know if there's a, a way to do it. You know that case where the girl, um, she basically like, I don't want to say co for lack of a better term, uh, coerced her boyfriend into committing suicide. And then she uh, she had a, she went to jail. She went to prison for it. What was this, recent? Uh, some years ago, they have like a Hulu series about it. It was, it was over the phone. She told him something. Yeah, it was like text messages. And, oh, okay. You know, yeah, they were texting back and forth. Um, I don't know if some of it happened in person too, but it was a okay. case that happened. Basically, the girl. Um, I don't know all the details, but I know the girl basically like you know egged him on into committing suicide. Something he was kind of already leaning towards, but she just kind of like you know helped him get there, I guess. Um, but I would be curious to to know like if there is that sets a precedent for some of these other cases, right? Like maybe, um, you know, the, a person that of a certain stature, you know, that has a social media presence, they commit suicide. And then we find out that there's messages like that circulating. And, and and are these people um, to be held accountable for, you know, these people commit suicide similarly to, uh, you know, that way the girl was in that, in that other case. So I don't know. It's just, I think it's like we just got to be mindful of the things that we say because it's just like I think if anybody I think if any of these people really thought about it and it was like, yo, is this man's life worth um, a drop football in a in a bowl game or something like that? Right. I think most people would say no. But I just think we are so impulsive at times as human yeah. beings that. You know, sometimes we just got to sit back and think about the magnitude of stuff. When he dropped the pass, when he dropped the pass, I was like, oh, fuck, he fucked up. Mm -hmm. But that was an an objective take as a football fan. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, man, look at that white boy dropping that pass at a black college. Get him the fuck out of here. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's when you think like that. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Imagine going to a school like Colorado where Dion is going to be coaching. And you got a you know a five star recruit at tight end, and that same thing plays itself out. Colorado is predominantly white, especially Boulder, Colorado. And imagine tight end goes up in a bowl game, stretches itself out, it tips out of his fingers and falls down, and then all of a sudden this replays itself again. Mm-hmm. Stupid fucking nigger, what are you doing out here dropping footballs? Mm-hmm. We might as well have got we we should have got that big white boy out of Alabama at tight end. Mm-hmm. That's how people think. And the sad part about it is we act like we're so progressive in this world and how, you know, no one's really racist anymore. Yes, they are. We just rebranded how we are. Mm-hmm. We've literally, how do I say this? We, 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 we have revised racism. Like instead of calling you a nigger, motherfuckers will call you a thug instead now. Yeah. Instead of saying outright racist stuff in public, people just go to the internet. It's and no shut difference. Shut up and dribble. Yeah, it's no different. Mm-hmm. Like racism has upgraded itself to mm-hmm. where it's not in, it's not just in plain sight. It's like expressed through certain actions and certain beliefs. And it's like, man, you motherfuckers, bro. People in general, 
people in general need to do better, man. Mm-hmm. They got people got to do better. This mm-hmm. this shit is. I don't even know how much I can say about it. I think it's kind of self explanatory at this point. Mm-hmm. But one thing that you will see on this podcast that you won't see on a lot of other ones is um, just an objective take on stuff. Because I notice a lot of people, whether they black, white, Mexican, whatever the case, they take up for their people, and that's cool. But when your people are doing something wrong to someone else, you need to fucking speak up. Mm-hmm. When people look like me and they do something wrong, I'm going to call you out. Because I don't want motherfuckers thinking that I'm just this dude that only say something when something happened to black people. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. I don't got much else to say. Keith is just completely ruining it by not having anything else to comment on it. I mean, that's, we hit it on the head. <laughs> Stop talking crazy about white boys dropping footballs. That, that's not even the point. Mm-hmm. The, the, the point is, is more or less... It's sick when you have a mindset mm-hmm. that is that nigger dropped the ball, not oh man he blew a big play. He could have he had a chance to make a play. Yeah, man that cracker dropped the ball. That's just your bias at work. Mm-hmm. That's got nothing to do with football. Yeah, and that's that's the fucking problem in America mm-hmm. is that we act like we don't have these problems and mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty pretty apparent. I mean, in 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 all these scenarios, like not only this one, but you know, just like you said, the we uh, Kyle Williams is that his name? Yeah, was it Kyle Williams from the Niners? Yeah, when he was dropped when he dropped those punts, like, and uh, even LeBron James, like you know, one day he just shared his DMs and it was like a bunch of niggers in there and stuff. Like yeah, it's that. crazy threats on his life, threats on his family. Yeah. You know, it got to a point now where Patrick Willis took his wife off the fucking internet. Mm-hmm. Like people was just making comments about his wife, like "damn, she's hot," like, and she's too hot for him, or whatever the case. Just mm-hmm. making statements about his wife a lot, mm-hmm. and then he just took her off all this social media. Yeah, and I was like, I don't blame him. Yeah, that's fucking weird to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then people were saying like, "Oh, I should have known better. I should have known she was white." Yeah, like that shit, wild, like. We live in a country where people will say like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't care if you're black, white, whatever you are, doesn't matter. Okay, keep that same energy when your white daughter bring a black guy around the family. Mm-hmm. Keep that same motherfucking energy because I know a lot of motherfuckers don't, and it's the same thing for black folks. Mm-hmm. We motherfucking, we, if we brought a white girl around the house, they'll be like, oh wow, he couldn't date, a, he couldn't find a black one, huh? Mm-hmm. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. You're not helping nothing. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, date one white. You could date 50 black women. You date one white girl. Now you hate black women. <laughs> I literally been on a date with a black woman. And she said, you like white girls, don't you? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, I'm on a date with a black woman that's telling me I just like white girls. Yeah. What the fuck? That was uh, I, I, one of my friends was telling me about um, that same situation where like even if they've dated like Mexicans in the past or white women in the past, like, you know, the 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 black woman is like very insecure. Like, you're not you don't really like me. Like you're 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 going to go back to a, a Mexican girl after we break up. And all That's these different things. Wow. Like, you know? Yeah. It's like, damn. that's like that. That like people have. um like deep insecurities, and I think that, that like a lot of those are very transparent in those conversations. It's just some of it's projection. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it's okay to just like women, mm-hmm. like Indian, black, white, Mexican. Yeah, there's there's some people that just like women, and there's some women that just like men. I know some black women that date white guys, and mm-hmm. they date a Mexican dude, and mm-hmm. they date a black dude. They just like men. Yeah, I don't see the big deal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, and it, it it's it's interesting because you only generally you want to have you know one partner like one lifelong partner uh-huh. and um you know like you said that that one partner doesn't necessarily account for your your history or your relationships you know yeah mm-hmm. i just I, i'll i'll leave with saying this because sometimes i just hear certain you know talking heads like you know if you a black man and you don't got a black wife how you know you just a, you just a sellout you a sellout for the white man it's like man shut the fuck up mm-hmm what book did you write on how to be black? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I can't, like, and I've heard Killer Mike say this, and I got a lot of respect for Killer Mike, but that, like, Killer Mike, stop it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Dr. Umar. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Like, you you don't you don't get to dictate how I'm black. Yeah. Motherfucker will see Keith's hair and be like, you're not a black man. What you doing? Why your hair like that? <laughs> they would not say that. No, no. <laughs> 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 Slavery is over, Keith. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That nigga's Keith's hair is still in 1865. Yeah. Yep. That nigga Eddie's hair is still in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time it was here. <laughs> uh, I start my shit start going in 2009. 2009. It's when it started getting thin because I remember I grew it out. I was at work and I was like, yeah, my shit going. But I'd already been cutting it bald though. I don't remember. 2009? Oh, I yeah. don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It just because my thing is I, I went to the barber and I still had some edge ups. I, I could grow my hair. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed it was just thin and I'm just like, no, nah, this got to go. Mm-hmm. But I but through the years, I had been cutting my hair off mm-hmm. just because it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But there's that. that zero all around. Yeah, yeah, just just cutting it the mm-hmm. fuck off. Switching gears, um, Lionel Messi. Um, recently, Lionel Messi, uh, World Cup champ, um, he was being harassed by Salt Bay. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Salt Bay. Salt Bay, the guy that um, I don't know how many years ago that was, but yeah, he was, know. huh? So I don't know. Yeah, I think I could just I could just talk about the story. Basically, after Lionel Messi won the World Cup, um, Salt Bay somehow had made it down to the field. And he was trying to get like a photo op. Mm-hmm. Right? He was just trying to get Lionel Messi's attention. He grabbed him by his arm. <laughs> that was weird. And, which was weird. And Lionel Messi looked back like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? And he tried it a couple times. And he finally got a picture. But Messi just looked like he didn't want to be around the guy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And then he and then uh uh the Salt Bay was taking pictures with other players and actually holding the World Cup and like kissing it. And it's like this guy should not have any authorization to even be he on, on the field. field. Yeah. But the reason why I thought this was an interesting story is because this is the prime example of when real world accomplishments accomplishments meet internet virality. Mm-hmm. Internet virality fails in comparison to an actual real accomplishment. Yeah. You went viral for sprinkling salt like this, right? You think 
that that was something that changed the world? No. <laughs> no, motherfucker. <laughs> you just sprinkled salt on a steak yeah. on the internet. Yeah. And it, it went viral. Okay, good. No one even gives a fuck about what you do now. You sell overpriced steaks at a re- at your restaurant, right? And from I've heard from many other people in other reviews that this place ain't even all that. It's just super overpriced. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're popular for, okay? Good for you. Yeah. But Messi won the fucking World Cup, man. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not just big for soccer. Soccer is the biggest sport in the world. It is the biggest world sport. And he just he's one of the best players in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And he just literally has reached the apex of success as a soccer player. And you think that you sprinkling salt to get you in a picture with him? Yeah. You done lost your goddamn mind. If Michael Jordan had walked up, Messi would have been like, oh, oh, can I get a picture of Michael? <laughs> Michael, can I get a picture? Mm-hmm. If Jay-Z was out there, oh, it's Jay-Z. Jay-Z, can I get a picture with you? Mm-hmm. These are men who have made real life <laughs> like accomplishments of being the best at something. Messi is in the talks of Brady, Jordan. That's what, that's what Messi is. Mm-hmm. Messi's one of those guys. Do you mm-hmm. think do you think uh Ronaldo would be in one of those conversations too or no? Yeah, I think um there's always the I mean I'm I'm not going to front and act like I'm the biggest soccer fan, but mm-hmm. I do know that those are the two Cristiano Ronaldo and mm-hmm. him Lionel Messi is like the yeah. the back and forth like who who's the best. It's always in the yeah, conversation. But it's a handful of guys that stick out from all sports. Mm-hmm. You know the Wayne Gretzky stick out, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan stick out, Jerry Rice is Jerry Rice stick mm-hmm. out. Motherfuckers like that, those mm-hmm. are the guys, mm-hmm. right? Messi's one of those guys. Tom Brady, those guys. So, and even in hip hop, the Jay Z's of the world, mm-hmm. Jay Z is like literally at the top of mm-hmm. the list of rappers. Yeah. So, when people like that are in the vicinity of you know greatness, mm-hmm. those are people that you could look at and they they understand. Mm-hmm. But a motherfucker sprinkling steaks with with uh, flaky salt. Yeah, that <laughs> that uh, that Himalayan salt. Yeah, that shit. That ain't no regular salt. <laughs> that shit looked like it. It looked like little. Uh, I don't know what that is. It yeah. looked like it looked like that crushed ice from fucking yeah. AMPM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, some sometimes one of the things that I've noticed with these like social media people is that they don't. I don't there's no way to like quantify it but the most popular guy on like social media would probably get walked past, you know, down to like outside of our 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 office or our building out here. Um but there are like people that are like bona fide like superstars and they're not really like they don't really have a social media presence. You know what I mean? Like a um, like act certain actors like a Robert Downey Jr. Right, like obviously he's in all the Marvel movies and stuff like that. But he would shut down the mall. Like if he was yes. walking through the Valley Plaza, like it wouldn't it wouldn't be no he wouldn't have he wouldn't be able to get out of there. Um, but Salt Bay would be a person where people would be like, oh, that dude looks familiar. And yeah, they just walk by him. You know what I mean? Or they might have to Google it or like pull out their phone. Like, dang, that dude, what is he known from or something like that. But I don't know. It's just, it's just this weird thing, and I think that um, the the uh, 
once you get a glimpse of that, that, and I don't know what Salt Bay was doing before, but once you get a glimpse of that, like notoriety or that fame or that virality, it's like a, it's like a itch. Like you gotta, you gotta keep doing it. And this is probably exactly what he wanted. He probably right. wanted podcasters to talk about him. He probably wanted ESPN and all these other news outlets to, to, to talk about him. You know. Yeah. Um. And what the thing that was weird for me is I thought, I thought maybe he was Argentinian. Oh, so he yeah. got on the field, and I thought he was like celebrating with the guys. And then I find out this nigga's from Turkey. So yeah. I'm just like, dang man, like <laughs> I just don't, I just just that 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 desire, that hunger, that that need to to always be in the mix is yeah. just trash. And here's a, here's a you know the aftermath: FIFA taking international action after Salt Bay's World Cup pr- protocol breach. Uh, FIFA is taking appropriate internal action to address breaches of World Cup protocol by celebrity chef who held the gold trophy on the field. Soccer's governing body said Thursday, the chef who is known as Salt Bay and is regularly seen with FIFA president Gianni Infantino. Oh, he's regularly seen with FIFA president. president. Mm -hmm. So this motherfucker just, he took it too far. Yeah. You know, this reminds me of uh, Kevin Hart. Remember when. uh, Oh, but they didn't let him get up there. They said, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, he said, I got to go up there. I'm Kevin Hart. And that's not enough. It's not enough. No, nah, I'm sorry, Kevin. You get in everywhere by being Kevin Hart. But, you know, <laughs> I was watching this video and it was uh, of uh, <clears throat> which one? Uh, forgive me for not knowing who these rappers are, but which one? Which one of the Migos passed away? It was Takeoff. Takeoff, right. OK, so Offset got arrested and uh, he was driving his Porsche and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, police officer pulls him up. He's like, hey, you know, uh can I uh, get your license and registration? And he was like, why? And he was like, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, but let me get your um, your license and registration first. And he was like, I'm famous. And then he was like, oh. He was like, who are you? He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm Offset from the Migos. He was like, okay. But it was like, he was saying he was famous, but yeah. like he, the officer didn't even know him. So yeah. he's obviously not that famous. No, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, people need to understand. That's a great point you just made. You need to stop assuming because you have some notoriety that motherfuckers know you, mm-hmm. right? You could be offset, but that doesn't mean that the freaking Queen of England is gonna know who the fuck you are. Yeah, you're gonna go out there and they're gonna be like, "What? What can I help you with? Who are you?" Mm-hmm. Right? So stop that shit. It's very niche. Like you know, even in in Bakersfield, we have some sort of like we're not even famous in Bakersfield, but people, we have a lot. I would say the, the type of success we have in Bakersfield is like people that we know, know we do something. There you, know, you we go. We do it at a pretty um, high clip. Right, right, right. Um, but I don't carry myself. I don't walk in this building like I'm King Tut. Like I'm just, no, uh, you know. I'm just a guy, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just a guy. I'm, I'm not trying to, and then the thing about it too is in the coming years when we're actually making a very lucrative living off podcasting and whatnot, yeah, and people know what we do and who we are. Mm-hmm. That still doesn't change anything because there's a whole half of the world that doesn't even know who the fuck we are. Yeah, I seen um, two instances. I seen uh, there was a, a article where Beyonce, they, the person was saying like, you know, I was, I don't, she might have been behind the scenes like a, a production assistant, hairstylist, some whatever, mm-hmm. makeup artist or something, and they were just saying like Beyonce would go around the room and be like, hey, my name is Beyonce. And it's Beyonce. She mm-hmm. got like top three most Instagram followers. And same thing with like Donald mm-hmm. Glover, you know, or Childish Gambino. Like he came, he he will come up to you and shake your hand and say, "Hey, I'm Donald Glover." 
Because you just, I mean, obviously most people, more people know them than all these other people. But, you know, you just never know, you know, who are, who are in. Even like Jay-Z, there was a that situation where he was on the bus. I mean, he was on the train. And she was like, hey, you kind of look familiar, like one of those rappers or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to head into a concert right now. But he wasn't like offended by it. He was just having a conversation with the older white lady. Yeah. So. There's some people, there's some older white people or even older black people that don't know who Jay-Z is. Yeah. Believe mm-hmm. it or not. If you, if, look, man, listen here. If you are 92 years old and they say, I'm going to a Jay-Z concert, they're like, Jay who? Mm-hmm. It's like, Jay, Jay-Z the rapper. He's like, who is a rapper? Who? You say you going to a jazz concert? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get in here and change my diaper. <laughs> Jay-Z know how to change diapers? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. But um, I, let me go back to where it was at. Uh, okay. Mingle with Artigian play, Arti, Art, Artin, Argentinian <laughs> players that word, and pose for photos after the after their victory over France in an epic game uh, on Sunday in Qatar. FIFA describes the trophy as a priceless icon which on, can only be touched and held by a very select group of people which includes former winners of the FIFA World Cup and heads of state. Following a review FIFA has been established how individuals gain undue access to the pitch after the closing ceremony at Lucille Stadium on December 18th. The world soccer body said the appropriate internal action will be taken. The chef who has a restaurant in Doha, in Doha was re- a regular guest of FIFA with VIP access during the World Cup and posted photos and clips on social media. After Argentina's, Argentina's win in the penalty shootout following a, th- a tr- thrilling 3-3 draw, he was filmed grabbing the arm of Captain Lionel Messi on the field to get his attention. The soccer great seemed irritated in the film ch- clip, though later posed for a photo with Salt Bay on Instagram. Oh, they took they ended up taking a picture? Yeah, they did. But he just didn't. He still didn't look happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I would do if I was the commissioner or whatever? What I would do, um, how many of those World Cups did they have? They have multiple? It's like uh, every four years or something. No, like no, that. no, no. I'm talking about the actual oh, the, the trophy. Trophy, probably one. Okay, what I would do is this. What I would do is I would create a brand new World Cup trophy, right, and then give it to the players. Mm-hmm. Here's why. I don't want a motherfucker that's not qualified to even touch it. To have his DNA. On yeah, that. I don't want this mother. This. I want his salty hands on yeah, my trophy. Get your salty motherfucking <laughs> sodium hands off the goddamn trophy, motherfucker. <laughs> this is for winners. Yeah. Okay. This That's is so annoying. Yeah, this is for winners, not for anybody to touch. Yeah, I just hate I hate when I hate selfish moments like this. I yeah, hate when people just like to insert themselves in, in certain situations. As much as I'm a 49ers fan and a Lakers fan, like I am just appreciating my teams from a distance. Yo, I'm not going to be all on the field. I don't know why I just thought about this right now. The nastiest fucking shit that happens every year in the Super Bowl is the NFL players that win the Super Bowl like, yeah, baby, we did it. Yes. Oh, they, they kiss they it. They kiss it. Yeah. Give it to the next motherfucker. He kiss it. Another dude rub it and kiss it. Then one person give it to the kid. The kids kiss it. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is nasty. I know we just... Literally have reached the pinnacle of success <laughs> in football, but goddamn, 
it's 93 motherfuckers kissing this thing. They passing it all, you know, Some, the, the trainers. And, one of these motherfuckers just got through eating pussy, man. You can't be giving everybody. That's the, crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, and it, it, oh, man. People don't wash their hands. People They're ain't going wash, to the bathroom at halftime, not washing their hands. Man, somebody was getting it on. They sweat. Foreplay. They didn't even wash their motherfucking hands. Four, foreplay. Little kids got eating nachos, cheese on their fingers mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Daddy, let me hold the trophy. It's blood. It's like, I mean, on the field, it's blood. It's yeah. like sweat. It's, you know, all kind of grass, dirt, insects, uh, all kind of stuff. Yeah, and I remember, dude, I've seen it multiple times. And, and they've been doing this in the Super Bowl <laughs> for many years. He kisses it. Yes, we did it. And he give it to Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice kisses Steve Young kissing it. Then the freaking commissioner kissing it. And mm-hmm. fucking Bill Walsh is kissing it. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. They they the ones that started COVID. They started it. All passing around that football trophy. It, it huh? came from the fucking trophy, Who man. Who won in 2019? Huh? Who won in 2019? 2019. Uh, I know it's Brady like was in 20. Ago. Huh? Like four years ago, yeah. Brady was or three years ago. Brady was in twenty. His was mm-hmm. in COVID. Before Brady, it was uh. Why the fuck am I forgetting this? Mm. Was he on a? What's he on a Patriots still? In twenty nineteen, or he's on a Buccaneers? No, I know this motherfucker didn't win. He didn't win back to back. I can look it up. I can like. Did he beat Atlanta in nineteen? Maybe. Nah, ain't no way. Nah, he got put out. Before he left, he was got put out, so he didn't win it. Oh, the New England Patriots won in 2019. They did? Yeah. Who'd they play? Um, the Falcons? Yeah. Oh, shit, they did. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <clears throat> no, wait, what? No, that's, that's right. not. That's not. No, that's, that's, two, that's two, inaccurate. Two, two. They didn't win in nineteen. Tom got put out. I know that just off my brain. No, twenty nine. Yeah, the uh, they played uh, the Rams. Oh fuck! Really? Yeah, that's what to say. Hold on, man. List of Super Bowl winners. Yep, Patriots and the Rams. They played in Atlanta. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams lost. And that was in 2019? Mm-hmm. That was one of them un- the ones you don't remember. Well, what it is is because it's not in the year. It's it's basically 2018-2019 season. Yes, yeah, so it would so, be February of the, the 2019 season. Yep, so they actually won in 18, but it was 19. They played in 2019. Yeah, they played in 2019. Mm-hmm. So that it's, it's split up like that because it's two years. Mm-hmm. So they won in that season, and then the next season, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Tom won it in... Uh, that was the year Jer- Jared Goff had to be the quarterback then, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah that's why I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm looking at the list here. Mm-hmm. That shit was recent, cuz. So I was like, fuck. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? Uh, Super Bowl championship to present, nineteen sixty six. What are you looking for? I'm just looking for the years. 
Let's see. 2020 is the Chiefs. They beat the Niners. I got it here. So, yeah, 18. Yeah, not 19. Yeah, 19 is the Niners. I don't know why I forgot that. So, 19 is the Niners and the Kansas. So, Kansas City won 19. 20 is the Bucks. Mm-hmm. New England played the Rams in 18. It shows it here. They played the Rams and beat them in 18. No, no, no. Patriots played the fucking Falcons, man. That's when the Falcons choked. Falcons fucking choked and came all the way back. 2018, 20, 2016, 2017. Is that the, that's the Falcons one? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's when they made that comeback. And then uh, the other one was the Rams in 18. This thing, Tom is in there every year. It's, it's fucking like ridiculous. Three years in a row. This is ridiculous. It that just makes you forget. Then he won again there. And then the Rams, they got that. This year, the Niners going to do it. Yeah, I think we got it this year. Yeah, we got it this year. We ain't got no choice. Niners don't win this year. We got a pretty fuck. good chance. Yeah, they don't win this year. They just fucking done. Mm-hmm. They done, man. But yeah, there's that. Um, if you have not, I think you have to know your. You have to know what lane you're in as a not only as a content creator, but in your importance in the world. Mm-hmm. If you got an OnlyFans and you and you are on the OnlyFans doing sex stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then you try to have a serious opinion about something in the world like we need to take care of pets and we need to be activists for this. No one gives a fuck what you have to say. Yeah. Like no one gives a fuck. They the just, only pet they care about is that pussy. They just want to see you give head. They don't give yeah. a fuck about act- you being whatever activist you are. Mm-hmm. You've already invalidated that type of shit. Yeah. You cannot. You can't do that. Yeah, no one cares about Mia Khalifa talking about sports. No, Mia Khalifa trying to do the sports shit, and mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to not recognize Mia Khalifa without a BBC in the in the picture. <laughs> the only one we that the only person to make that transition is a couple people, but one of the ones that really escaped without having really no inkling of uh, their porn career was uh, Sylvester Stallone. What? Yeah, he started out doing porn. No way. Yeah, before uh, Rocky and stuff like that. You Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone did porn back in the mm-hmm. day? He was in that pussy like, Adrian! <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I was fucking that <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to keep fighting. Yeah, just never give up. Just keep going deep in that pussy. Just, just keep fighting. Never stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> if it's one thing I'm never gonna do is give up, Adrian. Just believe in me. I gotta do this. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do, do this, this for the family. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> on the new one, uh, on the newer one, he was telling his son. He's like, you know, you you're coming off like a quitter. You're coming off like a quitter, and I know you. You're better than that. <laughs> 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 That'd be wild. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone, Childish Gambino had a, a, a he had a, a bar. I wouldn't call it a bar, but he had like a statement he made in the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's weird how he does this, mm-hmm. and I know what it means because I'm a little closer to his age. So he he'll make like these cultural statements, mm-hmm. and I know what they mean. He's like. Um, He's like, this relationship has gotten so Sylvester Stallone or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And what he means is like, I don't understand you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't understand you. Mm-hmm. The same way Sylvester Stallone kind of mumbles that you don't yeah. get it. 
Mm-hmm. It's some shit that I still catch now from Gambino. Like years later. Years later. Yeah. Years mm-hmm. later. Yeah. That's I think that's the I, I was watching that round table I was telling you about um with the screenwriters and stuff like that. They were talking about uh Jordan Peele mm-hmm. and he was he's like the uh most famous person that was sitting at the table. And uh one of the people that was in the group that was like, yo, I, every time I watch your movies, I find something new. You know, I see something new in there. And I think right. that that's like uh, one of the qualities of good content, good art. You know, even sometimes like listening to the podcast, even our podcast, you catch little certain things like, oh, dang, I don't even remember when Eddie said that. Or, I don't even remember when Keith said that. So that's the, uh, you know, that's the, the the benefit of a good art. It just kind of stands the test it, of time. Exactly. You, you get to grow with it, you know. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, it's a trip, too. Some of these comments are fucking hilarious that you guys are leaving on these posts. Mm-hmm. Somebody called Keith Manish Gambino. Oh, yeah. There <laughs> <laughs> was a couple a, of Childish Gambino things. Another one to do said, like, kind of grown Gambino or something like that. <laughs> grown Gambino. Grownish Gambino. <laughs> that shit was funny, man. We're getting so yeah. much traction. Right, right now, that post... Um, that post, this is a it's kind of, it's a it's a big deal for us, man. Because mm-hmm. we we like this type of attention. We want this to be a regular thing. This fucking post, this clip got two hundred twenty three thousand views, man. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking views, man. That's a lot, and it's got likes. It's got nineteen thousand likes. Mm-hmm. This shit's, that's a lot. That's a lot of likes yeah. for two guys out of Bakersfield, California, without a major platform. So yeah. That's what we, yeah. That's where we're. That's where we're going. That's the energy that we and we needed this because that's the energy we taking into twenty twenty three next year. Yeah, into the next. We going into the next year with motherfucking merch. This hat I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. We got multiple hats. We got merch. We got virality. We got. Mm-hmm. We got more clips. And virality we got, sound like 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 you need to go to the clinic. Like STD? Yeah. Let me change the word. <laughs> we got virality. We got a virus, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we going viral next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We got we got some stuff we're definitely upgrading around here, man. So yeah, for sure. We appreciate everybody for staying on this long run. Mm-hmm. This very long journey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Let me go Let's ahead. Let's move on to the next topic. What was that? Yo, Adrian. That was my bad impression. That was a terrible fucking Sylvester Stallone. That sounded like him on his deathbed, nigga. God <laughs> damn. That's how that nigga sound now. Nah, you know, it's, it's real deep. It's like, hey, hey, look here, Adrian. I, 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 I know you want to support me. I know, <laughs> but I gotta do this. I can't. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I gotta do this. I can't stay at home. I'm tired of looking at your ass. I gotta fight the Russians before they take <laughs> over Ukraine. I gotta fucking fight. Come on, Adrian. <laughs> What do you want from me? They just killed the black man. I got to go save the day. They killing niggas over here. I got to fight him. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> now right. I got to support his son. I don't even like the kid. I don't know the kid. I I, I pay child support. That's all I got out of the kid. I, I, I can't take care of him emotionally. He took all of my fucking money. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, he's trying to play a movie. I'm I'm chilling at home. He calls me and he's like, yo, come back and play Sylvester Stallone. Come back and play Rocky in the movie. All I eat is raviolis every fucking day over here. Raviolis and pizza with Tony. (laughs) 
<laughs> Your impression is getting progressively worse, kids. Fuck. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Um, a Brooklyn pastor, uh, uh, Lamont. What? It's not Lamont. It's Lamore. Lamore Whitehead. Uh, Lamore Lamont. Wh- Isn't he from Bakersfield? Yeah, but I went to school with a guy named yeah, Lamont. Shout out to Lamont. Lamont. Um, Lamore Whitehead claims innocence while facing federal fraud and extortion charges. All right, and let's get into this guy. We're bringing this guy up because originally we had him um, at like, like the top of the year. Or actually, no, like in 2020, we talked about this guy. He got his chain or he got robbed during a live stream. And me and 2020? Keith, I believe it was in 2020. No, it was this year. You sure about that? Cause yeah. That, that live stream happened a while back, man. Um, and we called bullshit on it. And then now we're, you know, talking about it again. Twenty twenty. It might have been. It might have been recent though. Actually, mm-hmm. might have been here. But let me go over the article. Brooklyn based, uh, Brooklyn based Bishop L- uh, Lamore Whitehead, who became known for nationally, uh, known nationally this summer. Is this summer? This was recent. Yeah. After getting robbed during a live stream. A church service is facing wire fraud and extortion charges in an unrelated case. Whitehead, 45, is facing two counts of wire fraud, one count of extortion, and another making false statements for crimes allegedly committed against one of his parishioners and a business federal prosecutors announced. Whitehead, known for his expensive clothes, cars, and other fancy uh, flashy displays of wealth, leads the leaders of tomorrow's international churches in New York City. Uh, in July, uh, Whitehead and his wife were robbed of one million in jewelry after armed gunmen entered their church. People criticized Whitehead for his luxurious lifestyle following this this incident. Others even questioned whether the robbery was real. Two men were later arrested for the robbery. However, following the news of the federal charges brought against him, Whitehead claimed his innocence in a 15-minute-long Instagram video posted on Tuesday. In the video, Whitehead sits in front of two smiling portraits of himself. Wow, that's fucking ego-driven. Um, the bishop is not guilty, and I'm going to fight it. Oh, wow. The bishop? You talk about yourself a third person? What a fucking dickhead. I have the right. Hmm. I have the right. I have the right legal team, and more importantly, I have God. God was... You know what, man? Look here. Some of you motherfuckers need to shut up about God, and I'm going to tell you why. When you say I got God and you a piece of shit, I bet you God is like, man, nigga, stop bringing me up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> when you bring up God and you are a piece of shit and you're stealing from people, lying to people, extorting people, yeah. and you talking about God got me. God forwarding your cause. God is like, man, y'all could get this nigga, man. <laughs> I ain't I ain't got nothing to do with this. Yeah. Everybody, everybody talk about God. And it pisses me off sometimes. Like, stop playing with God like that. It'd be real criminals. Real criminals. They just shot they 15 praying, people. They, they just murdered somebody, and they praying they don't get pulled over on the way home. Yeah, yeah. What they'd the be heck? like, they, they just shot five people like, I hope his family good, man. All right, hey, let's get out of here. <laughs> it's like, bro, you just shot him 40 times, motherfucker. Unless yeah. them bullets had holy water on them, then. Yeah, niggas praying drugs get to the uh, location safely. Lord, please let this pack get over there. It's a song. It's a song by Future. I love this song, but I look back at it. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. Remember that song? God blessing all the trap niggas. Yeah. (laughs) Trap niggas, track niggas. I'm like, 
God blessing all the trap. You mean the dudes that sell drugs and shoot people? Shut the fuck up, future. Uh, yeah. Shut they, up. They getting money. I guess you're getting blessed. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people are terrible with that, man. Mm-hmm. This pastor's a joke. And the thing about it, too, is you got to learn. And he was literally, um, he, he basically robbed this lady of her life savings. She had $90,000. Mm-hmm. And he basically took it from her saying, like, he promised her, like, she would get a house or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he ended up using that money to get himself a house. That's crazy. I'm like, he just, the problem with this guy is he wasn't even, he was sloppy, too. Mm-hmm. He was so sloppy. He figured he just was so blind with power. Mm-hmm. Some people become, and this is the scary part. This is what you don't want. There are certain positions of, I guess, prominence or power that people get these jobs or positions because they want that responsibility. Mm-hmm. They feel like people look at them differently. Yeah. That's why some people become cops. That's why some people become motherfucking pastors. That's why some people become, I don't know, what's another what's another one that people become? Uh, it could be that you could be the, the, the manager or supervisor at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people that was working at a job and then they become a manager and they just change. Yeah. They start like writing everybody up and <clears throat> yelling at people. And yeah. I'm thinking like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. People would be very loose with their morals. I yeah. feel like, yeah. Because if you if you switch up because of a job title, this has been situations where, like you were saying, like people come in at the same time and then this other person get a promotion or something like that and he start, he start just treating you totally different. Yeah, it happened to me. I, mm-hmm. I, I trained this guy named Ronnie years ago and I worked at Sears. Mm-hmm. And I trained him to do the job right and whatever like that. And then because he was a fucking kiss ass, he got promoted, and I didn't want to get promoted in the first place. I was in college, mm-hmm. and um, he's like, hey, man, I need you down here to do this. I need you down here now. And I was like, who are you talking to, bro? Mm-hmm. I trained you to do this job, and you still suck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, well, I could just go tell. And I was like, go ahead and fucking tell. Go mm-hmm. ahead and tell, motherfucker. Go mm-hmm. tell. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that dude, was a, he was a piece of work. And what's, what's crazy, too, it, it's got nothing to do with it, but Ronnie was gay. Mm-hmm. Ronnie was openly gay, mm-hmm. um, but he wasn't flamboyant at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't one of those gay guys that was like, oh, my God. Like, he was just, like, regular dude. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know he was gay till his boyfriend showed up to work. Mm-hmm. And his boyfriend was, they were speaking Spanish to each other. Oh, okay. So I was like, this is a, a very well-traveled black man that's gay. Like, I guess he was in Spain. Oh, he was the black, uh, Ronnie Black. Yeah, Ronnie's a black dude. Damn. Yeah, but he was, like, he spoke fluent Spanish. Because mm-hmm. I guess he... Like, uh, he had, like, uh, real estate back then. Like, he had a couple houses he owned. Yeah. Um, and he would, like, travel around, the, like, the country or mm-hmm. different countries with his boyfriend and shit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it got nothing to do with nothing. Mm-hmm. This dude was a, a fucking dickhead, and I trained him. Mm-hmm. And he changed so bad. And then one of the dudes, uh, one of the upper management told me, like, you either going to get along with Ronnie or we're going to have to, like, get you out of here to another department. I was like, that's your solution? You want to kick me out? Because this motherfucker is just, you tell this guy to start speaking to me with a respectful tone. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, I mean, I, I mean, look, I, I, look, I'm trying to help you out. But if you don't want to listen, I'm like, man, y'all just, these places, that's why you working at the department store, that's just the worst fucking place to work. Mm-hmm. That's like, why Sears ain't in business no more. Yeah, Sears is a terrible fucking place to work. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'll say this. Um, I may or may have not stolen, stole a lot of shit out of that place. <laughs> okay. 
That was a wild statement. The, <laughs> the statute of limitations have passed. That was with 2007, eight. Yeah. But I may or may have not stolen a lot of shit out of Sears when I was in college. Eddie, you're going to have a fire biopic. What do you mean? When we get to that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Who's man. Who's going to play you in your biopic? I may or may have not. <laughs> I may or may have not stolen a lot of TVs out of that fucking store when I worked there. Yeah. Not the proudest, uh, proudest moment. Yeah. But like I said, I may or may have not. <laughs> have done that. Yeah. Without the college. Man. And yeah. I may or may have not made a, a pretty penny off of doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I was fed up. And Especially with inflation. Yeah. back. Oh, man, back then. Because back then, those flat screen TVs, 45, 50-inch TVs, mm-hmm. they costed over $2,000 back in 2007. Mm-hmm. So I may or may have not um, taken a $2,600 TV and sold it for $1,200. Mm-hmm. I may or may have not done that. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) That was crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's something I never really, like, outwardly mentioned. Mm -hmm. You know? It was a very, uh, I would never do anything like that, you know? Mm -hmm. If I was to ever do anything like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like O.J. Simpson. If I was to steal these TVs out of Sears, this is exactly what I would have did. Yeah. If I was to stab my wife 40 times, yeah. this is how, I would, this is the knife yeah. I would have used. Yeah, exactly. This is the knife that uh, I got off of um, infomercial. Uh, mm. This is an ass seen on TV knife. <laughs> this nigga OJ took a turkey. I would have used OxyClean to clean up the blood. Man, this motherfucker stabbed his whole family. He stabbed the wife and girlfriend with a goddamn turkey knife, man. <laughs> That's crazy. This motherfucker took a Thanksgiving knife to the people, man. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, you know. Then he put the glove in the. Then he put the glove in the dryer, so it shrunk on him. Yeah, he knew what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> I seen a. Uh, he just did an interview with Oh Full Send. That's what mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. He did an interview with Full Send, and I seen the comments. That shit had me dying. Mm-hmm. They said something like, "Oh, OJ finally taking a stab at podcast." Huh? <laughs> 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 Somebody else said, "Like, look at OJ taking a slice out of life." <laughs> they did that whole podcast with no cuts. Uh, <laughs> no cuts, no edits. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! They say, "Hey, you, you keep messing, you, you keep poking the bear, right?" <laughs> OJ, when he was on, um, when he was about to get released, they. They said some. Do you have remorse for your crimes? Because he had the, the crime he got arrested for for year, years is when he was getting that, that member huh? the memorabilia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's like, um, honestly, I, I feel like I um, had not done much wrong, but I do feel sorry for the you know the harm I may have caused on others at that time. Mm-hmm. OJ's still rich, you know that, right? I believe it. OJ's still getting money, and he still messing with. He still got white girls too. I wonder how he is getting money. Yeah, I don't know, man. He probably got real estate or something somewhere. 
I don't know. I mean, you're O.J. Simpson and you stab people. So more. And here's the thing, though. I got to be careful with saying that because we could end up getting a, a cease and desist. Defamation or something. Get a defamation lawsuit. O.J. Mm-hmm. be like, I'm listening to your podcast <laughs> and I liked it until you accused me of stabbing my family. <laughs> if I was to stab my family, <laughs> I wouldn't want people to find out about it. I feel like he done beat some people up over some comments. Oh, he probably has. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, you think it's a joke? Meet me at 7-Eleven right now. Yeah. Yeah. Meet me to 7-Eleven, I'll send you to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> OJ was quick too, man. OJ was a really athletic. So mm-hmm. even at his age now, he's, he doesn't look bad for his age. Yeah, he still be out there golfing. Yeah, man. That nigga be having, it's just weird because he'll have like, he'll have takes, you know, like, Tory Lanez, he shouldn't be, uh, he shouldn't say nothing about this case. And you're like, nigga, you done, you done killed you done slaughtered people. Yeah. You know? You shouldn't be stabbing nobody. If you're going to do it, you got to get the right knife. <laughs> Go to Macy's and get the... Go to Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he, he is... Yeah. That is so crazy. Just the fact that... That's the thing about the law. It, it's not about who did what. It's really about what you can prove in court. Yep. And, um, you know, these lawyers get paid handsomely to to make sure that uh, they people get off. You know, you're not getting this. I think Johnny Cochran was getting so much money. And they were saying O.J. Simpson was like signing uh, memorabilia and stuff like that to make money to to uh, fund the case. And, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, man. I just think that they did a huge disservice to O.J. when they released these new Broncos, man. Yeah, people still driving their mugs. Yeah, there's one version of the Bronco now. It's the biggest version. And that one looks kind of cool. I've mm-hmm. seen people put, like, lift kits on it and shit. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. But, like, that's, like, nothing like the OJ one. That's nothing like the OJ Bronco. Mm-hmm. OJ made the Bronco what it is. For sure. Because when I see people, with, I seen a dude with an Eddie Bauer version of the Bronco, and I said, man... I like that OJ style Bronco, and he started laughing. He was like, "Thanks, man." Yeah, I think we've all like you know you know where that we know where that is, man. Where that Bronco come from? Yeah, and, you, and I wasn't even like coherent then. You know what I mean? What no. was that? What year was that? Oh fuck, that had to be ninety four three or four 93 or four no 94 94 had to be 94 man yeah i mean i don't remember either way i don't remember it in real time but i still know that that's the it's just a wild case it's so crazy no one ever talks about like mental illness when it comes to oj simpson i mean but that's but that happened before what happened with oj happened before the overall conversation of mental health no, not not necessarily that, but I'm saying like in retrospect, we have a lot of these conversations. Like they'll say like uh, they'll say like Edgar Allan Poe might have been like battling depression, or mm. Jeffrey Dahmer was dealing with X, Y, and Z. You know all these definitions, but no one ever said like what O.J. Simpson. They just like we just laugh at him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. OJ's living it up. He's 75, man. Mm-hmm. OJ is doing his thing, man. I wonder, are people going to be sad when he die? OJ? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think anybody's going to be sad when OJ dies. 
That's crazy. OJ, though, even OJ was to be in prison and shit and get out, mm-hmm. OJ still looks good for his age, man. Mm-hmm. He still looks like he can stab a motherfucker right now. Yeah. So you think this is a game, young man? Yeah. You said something a long time ago about OJ. That shit had me dying. <laughs> what I said? He was like, he said something, <laughs> he said something like, look here, young man. I ain't about to play with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> OJ, like, he got some killer strength. Like, he'll just grab you by your arm and you be like, hey, man. Hey. Hey, he man. He play football, man. Yeah. He just look, like, he got a, he got a neck. Yeah. Like, the, you could just tell, like, he used to. He used to really run niggas over. Yeah, they they got this story. They got OJ denies rumors that he's Chloe's dad. There's some there's just so much weirdness circling around our family. You can't even you can't even acknowledge it. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. It is his wife, his wife was having an affair with uh was this Ron Goldman? Was she having an affair or were they separated? No, nah, they they were still together. Mm. But this is OJ Simpson. He believes his lies and is pitiful, says Nicole's sister. How do you lose that case? This is the same. <laughs> this is the same. Like, <laughs> this is the same situation. Like, what you realize, you know, when you really start uh, doing deep dives into these, uh, like, the district attorneys and stuff like that. It's like, how would I put this? Some some people go like, some people go D1, and some people go JUCO, and then some people go like Division One AA, some people go like D2, D3. So when you when you getting paid handsomely, like you got a, a law firm like Johnny Cochran's and a team like that, that's like, that's the Ivy League schools. Um because you you're there's no cap to your pay. Like you get paid as as good as you are. But I think sometimes when you're working for the state, it's you probably are not necessarily um as good as some of these other other lawyers. Because you're kind of seeing it in the Tory Lanes, uh the Tory Lanes versus the state or whatever it is. Cause they're presenting the way that the um the state is presenting the information and some of the the things that they've overlooked and how the witnesses weren't cooperating, you know, the way that they thought they were, like Tory Lanes, probably by the time y'all hear this podcast, he probably gonna be a free man and he gonna yeah. be he gonna be right back on social media. And that's not because he's innocent. It's just because it has to be proven without a shadow of a doubt that he yeah, did it for sure. And I, it's looking like they're not gonna prove that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was there, that whole case. There was it was a clusterfuck though, Keith. There was shit going on mm-hmm. in that case that was off. Like, yeah, uh, I forgot who it was. The defense or somebody. That guy was fucking one of the chicks from the other side. Mm-hmm. I don't. I it was crazy. I'm trying to remember who it was. Who you talking about? Here it is. I'm looking at it right there. Chris mm-hmm. Chris Darden. Chris Darden was fucking that white chick, huh? Uh, Chris Darden took over that fucking Nipsey case. Remember, he went he went pro bono for fucking um, the kill, uh, Nipsey's killer. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, I do remember that. People were like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah, Chris Darden, and it was yeah. Uh, we, did we talk about that on pod? Because yeah, we, we like did, yeah, we did, we yeah. Did. But uh, Chris Darden was uh, supposed to be. I'm trying to remember the chick's name right now. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I remember that in the in the documentary. Darden Falls Simpson. Uh, Simpson. Um, 
man. Johnny Cocker. I went into his, uh, I guess the way that Johnny Cochran's business was set up. I mean, I don't know. He's obviously passed away now, but um, I had walked into one of the, I guess it's like a section of his business. Like it was in this in this um, building in L.A. somewhere, and I walked in, and it was like Johnny Cochran Law Firm or something like that. Oh, okay. I'm trying to see. <clears throat> Basically, Chris fucking Darden was sleeping with that chick, I believe. I just like to get the the information. The white girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they lost. They were sleeping on the job. Yeah. They was in there fucking. Like, I, OJ probably did it. I'm not sure. Here it is. Hold on. Uh, click on it right here. You could tell they was fucking, too. <laughs> oh, and he said it. Chris Darden says he's guilty of hooking up with Marcia Clark. Yep. You can see it. You could tell in some of these old still pictures that he was fucking her. <laughs> Women only look like that. Look at you like that when you fucking them. Look <laughs> at this picture right here. Yeah, that's how I fucked your face. He was giving her deep strokes. Yeah, he's like, you think OJ did it? <laughs> you think he did it? <laughs> 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 OJ did it without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, there's that. You want to go ahead and wrap this up? You want to? You want to? You want to knock down that last one? The, What's the, that? The the plus size. Uh, I mean, it's up to you. We could talk about it. All right, man. Let's go ahead and switch gears. Mm -hmm. Switching gears. We're gonna wrap this up right now, man. Uh, recently, a plus size Brazilian model uh, was not able to board a plane because they said she was too big. And now, let me go ahead and uh, post put that article up real quick. And here it is, right here. Court orders airline to pay for, um, oh fuck! Court orders airline to pay for psychotherapy for Brazilian plus size model who was stopped from boarding because she was too big for her seat. Um, a court has ordered the airline to pay for therapy for a Brazilian plus size model who claimed she was stopped from boarding the flight because she was too big for her seat. Social media influencer Juliana Neme, 38, claimed earlier this year she was stopped from boarding a Qatar Airways flight because she was too large and accused the Middle Eastern airline of discriminating against her due to her size. And a post, her 167,000 Instagram followers, Juliana said at the time, they are denying my right to travel. I'm desperate. Help me. They don't want to want me to board because I'm fat. Now, a court in Sao, <laughs> Sao Paulo, um, of course, Sao Paulo has ordered Qatar Airways to pay for psychotherapy for Juliana so she can come to terms with the distress caused by the incident. Wait, wait. <laughs> Let me finish this shit. <laughs> to come to terms with it. Yeah. The company had earlier responded to Miss and Me's claims by insisting she was extremely rude and aggressive to check staff. Okay. Let me be very clear here, man. There's a lot of things in life that are black and white, and this is one of them. A lot of airlines do talk about if you are over a certain size, you got to pay for two seats. Mm -hmm. You can't. And, and let's be clear when I say this, because I'm a pretty big guy myself, even though I work out. But. I'm not so big that I'm taking two seats. Mm -hmm. When you are that big, you can't say somebody is discriminating against you. Like the world is just the world. It, and that's what it is. You are that big. You literally are that big, man. You can't be tripping on people because they can't let you on the flight. 
they wanted you to pay for another ticket. And it's kind of, and honestly, as fucked up as it might seem, if you're taking up two seats, why are you paying for one ticket? <laughs> that shit is wild to me, man. We got to stop this. And we, gotta, we have to stop the whole idea of people saying fat shaming this and fat shaming that. Sometimes you just fucking fat. Sometimes you are, man. Sometimes you just fat, and that's what it is. And everybody is not being discriminated. That's like me going to any place. I go down the street right here, the, the Del Taco, and uh, a person get their order before me and be like, oh, because I'm black? You couldn't give me my order first? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, that shit is too much, man. We gotta. We have to stop this shit. We have to stop this idea, this victimology, this victim mentality. Every time something happens, yeah. it's because, oh, I'm this or because I'm big or because of the, it's like, man. You got and stop comparing your struggle to other people's. You mm-hmm. big by choice. All you gotta do is work out and lose some fucking weight. If somebody is black or Mexican or Jewish or whatever they are, and somebody discriminates on you for being black, you can't change the fact that you black. But yeah, you can I didn't change. get black by eating a bunch of hamburgers. Right. I didn't. I didn't eat a, a, so many burgers that my skin t- turned the same color as the patties. Okay. So I can't change the fact that I'm black, but you can change the fact that you got to get two fucking seats. You can change the fact that you fat. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it, and it's that's the that's the real world. I'm sorry if you're too sensitive to take this information on, right? This and the fucked up thing too. It's the same people, right? People have selective morality. They will pick and choose what they choose to be offended by. Like we shouldn't be fat shaming. That's wrong. Protect. We should protect people that are obese or whatever. Same person turn around, man. We got to get these Jews out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> people to be like Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and then they'll turn right around and say some racist ass shit about somebody else. Yeah, like bro, cut this shit out, man. Yeah, I'm still stuck on this psychotherapy thing. Like what? what so they're getting and they said to come to terms with with uh, I forget what the exact quote was, but it sounded like they were getting her therapy for her to realize like she big or something like that. Yeah, that's just fucking delusion. Yeah. It's it's delusion, man. And we also got to understand that we're, we're, when we're propping things up that are not good, I just talked about rappers and how they have a bad message and a lot of that stuff is at the forefront of society and it's not good information. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not something good. We have to stop acting like being obese is okay. It is not okay to be obese. It's not. I watched my father go through many applica- uh, applications, go through many complications from being overweight. Mm-hmm. I watched my aunts, like my, my aunt that passed away back when I was in high school. She had sleep apnea, okay? Don't, don't fucking try to convince me that it's okay, because it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. I've seen how bad it could be for people when they gain a bunch of weight and they got sleep problems and all kind of shit, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to to shame anybody because of their weight. But what I'm not here to do is appropriate something that's not beneficial. Mm-hmm. If I go up to somebody and I say, man, you should be fat. Like, why are you in shape, man? Gain some weight, bro. Gain like 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. He, people will look at you like you fucking stupid. Because nobody, at the end of the day, nobody is like, I'd rather be fat than be in shape. Yeah. People don't really fucking feel that way. They can say whatever they want. They don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. If you're a bigger person and you're struggling with your weight, 
Hey, man. Check it out. It's okay to not feel completely comfortable with how you feel, but you can still do something about it. You, yeah. You can legitimately make some decisions to change your life. It's no different than being broke. If you flat broke and you ain't got no money and you tired of being broke, you start getting desperate and looking for any way to find an outlet to help you make more money. Mm-hmm. And eventually you'll find that. Mm-hmm. It's no different than doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I will say that like the the weight, the obesity is like almost like the easy way out in a sense. Like there's a it takes it's um is it easier to to chase your dreams or is it easier to do nothing? Easier to do nothing. Yeah, so you know, same thing in ter- in terms of your weight. Like, you know, I don't I don't like waking up and, and going to the gym like mm-hmm. at five in the morning. Like I'd rather just lay in the bed and just chill. I don't I would rather you know, it's twelve twenty eight AM right now, you yeah. know. I would rather be sleep. But yep. it's just you just you just gotta do it. You know, you gotta discipline yourself enough to to go out there and um and 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 do the work or eat yeah. eat healthy or you know watch your calories and all these different things. Me and Keith do this shit like we getting paid big money to do it. Yeah, they made we made maybe like somebody sent us like twenty dollars once. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that's what people need to understand too, man. Is 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 literally like it's it's midnight right now. Me and Keith are doing a podcast on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You know, and doing things like that. And actually getting a reward from it mm-hmm. is it means something. Mm-hmm. But when you're just overweight and you expect the whole world to make reservations for you, that's not how the fucking real world works. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck if you think that's how the world works. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, man. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, you go out into this world with this idea that motherfuckers are supposed to care. No, they're, they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't expect motherfuckers to care about nothing that I'm doing, and I feel like that's a positive. Out, out, that's a positive attitude. When somebody says something about the podcast, like "Yo, I love that last episode," or "Man, y'all, you guys did a great job of doing that," or whatever, I'm always a little bit surprised. Like, "Hey, man, thank you for listening." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just because I don't expect you to give a fuck, but mm-hmm. I appreciate that you do. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we got to start controlling our own narratives too. Yeah. Like. I don't like to equate like her situation to like civil rights, but um, you know, when, when certain groups of um, uh, what you call it, like uh, suppressed people, I can't think of the word right now, but um, certain groups that were just kind of like held down, held down by, um, you know, laws and all these other things they they, some, sometimes you just create your own, you know, like black people, for instance, like, creating like black wall street where there's a bunch of black businesses and thriving and stuff like that. So I think that, um, in terms of what she could do is, you know, she could fight back or, you know, maybe, maybe start to, and I don't condone this cause you know, it, it kind of absolves like people from being healthy, but right. you know, creating like planes that fit healthier. I mean, bigger, big boned people. Um, you know, or she bone. can That's not uh, even a real thing. Yeah, I know it's not. Niggas literal, got the but. same size bones. <laughs> yeah, 
but she could, or she, you know, she could just take matters into her own hands in terms of, you know, just losing the weight and, right. you know, being comfortable in it. It's the, those seats is uncomfortable for me. Like, and I'm not, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. obese, but it's just like, you know, I just imagine you just want to be comfortable in those, in those seats anyways. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. But yeah, man, um, just in general, whatever you got going on, if it may not be the best, like there's some people that are, um, Mad because there's no more menthol cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can you tell me how smoking cigarettes are a good thing? Can you give me a definitive reason of why, you know, cigarettes are a good thing? They're not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you're basically your effort and energy about being mad is going into something that doesn't benefit you at all. Yeah. You know, you just choose to live in these fucked up habits and you making it like it's real. And it's like, and then here's here's the response. Well, just let people do what they want. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to suppress nobody. Mm-hmm. Do what you want, but shut the fuck up in the meantime. You don't got the right to be telling motherfuckers how they should move, right? If if you want that same energy, like let people do what they want. Okay, fine. But you don't get the right to tell me, oh, you're discriminating against me because you won't give me two seats. Nigga, this is my plane. I, I would say, too, for just anybody, you know, especially her, like, go where you're wanted. wanted. There you go. You know, like, if that um, air airplane service or whatever, or that airline doesn't accept you, I'm sure there's, you know, four or five other airlines that would gladly take your money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like this thing where, you know, we go to... You know, whatever. It could be a Taco Bell or something. You get bad service or somebody's not, mm-hmm. you know, they're being racist there, whatever the case may be. And we're complaining about it on the Internet and then only to go back. Or, you know, the people that mm-hmm. be like, uh, you know, oh, Gucci, they racist in here. I'm just trying. It was like it was some dude shopping in like Forever 21. And he was doing a vlog. And they were like, hey, sir, they're asking you to leave. And he's like, like, why do I need to leave? I'm just in here recording a video. I'm about to buy all these clothes right now. And he's like, sir. You know, they're, they're saying you're in here recording. We don't want you to record. And, um, you know, they're asking you to leave. Can you please leave the store right now? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not leaving. I'm about to spend good money in here. I'm like, dog, like, why are you arguing with them to spend money where you're not even wanting? Because you're just looking for a fucking store to tell on the Internet like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. You just look you got nothing. You, you don't have no real purpose in life besides trying to go for a viral moment mm-hmm. where you calling somebody out for being racist. Yeah. When, when in actuality, you just being difficult. Yeah. This is why I don't like motherfuckers like that, because there's somebody in this country that's being legitimately discriminated against for probably the color of their skin. But your stupid ass is just blaming everybody for being racist Mm -hmm. when they not even be a racist. You just being difficult. Mm -hmm. Whenever you do shit like that, there is somebody with a legitimate oppression going on and they're being taken less seriously because of motherfuckers like you. Mm hmm. That's my issue. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it's like everybody want to be oppressed nowadays. Yeah, I'm overweight. I'm overpressed. No, you just overeating. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's all the fuck that's going on. Yeah, yeah you're not oppressed. You oh, you overeating. Yeah, too many calories, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I got nothing else to say about this matter, man. I just hope that me and Keith brought enough energy to carry y'all into Monday mm-hmm. when you. Drag your ass back into work, man. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't wait till that topic was over. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
thing is stupid. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, that was clever. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. Let's get you know, the fuck that out. Note. Let's wrap this shit up. Hey, man. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fangs. We're out of here. Peace. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs>